Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. From the nation's capital, this is the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast, with your host, Rob Snow White. Thank you for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. This is Series 1, Episode 41, Tenkara. I want to start off this podcast with a shout-out. Shout-out! To loyal listener, Paul S. Paul listened to the previous podcast about brand loyalty. He went out and bought himself a pair of Costa sunglasses and then tweeted a picture of me with his sunglasses and the first fish he caught with them. So thanks, Paul, for listening, and congratulations on your new pair of glasses. There was another shout-out I wanted to do. I'm going to have to say it was for the Squirmy Wormy, my new favorite fly pattern. I caught bluegill on it tonight. In the past week, we've caught largemouth, smallmouth, channel cats, white perch, bluegill, long-eared sunfish, and foul-hooked and needlefish. If you don't know what the Squirmy Wormy is, go to my website, robsnowwhite.com. Click on the YouTube icon. And go check out the tutorial on how to tie one of these crazy easy flies. And you cannot be a purist if you're going to fish this. And back to the part about the sunglasses. Um, This is an analogy I've been using with my clients recently. Uh, It goes back to my roommate in college. He had an analogy for um, cheap beer. Buy expensive prophylactics, buy cheap beer. For his dates. And I use that analogy with my clients that you should be spending your money on expensive optics, the sunglasses like Costa Del Mar, and buying a lesser priced fly rod. A fly rod in the two to three hundred dollar range is gonna catch just as much fish as an eleven hundred dollar fly rod. It's more of who's using it than how it's being used. Well, I guess it, 
a cheap fly rod is going to catch fish. It depends on who's using it. But a $1,400 fly rod and a $600 rod and a $198 rod all will catch fish. But a $14 pair of polarizers are not going to do the same as a pair of $200 polarizers. So without further ado, let's um, start off the Tenkara podcast. I'd like to say that I just came back from fishing Tenkara this evening. I'm out in Reston. You might be able to hear the cicadas behind me coming through the windows of my parents' house. Behind me, I've got a six-foot-long six stuffed sailfish. I'm in my brother's room right now. My room has been turned into my dad's office, and it's a mess in there. I get that messy gene from him. I've already heard some owls outside, and I flushed some deer when I stepped in the backyard to turn off the hose. So, Tenkara, what is it? Why I think you should be fishing it? Some misconceptions? How I've been fishing it? Um, just a couple other tricks, stories, tips, and uh, maybe you should get into Tenkara. Tenkara is the traditional method of Japanese fly fishing. It is the ancient old school method before reels were invented. And the Japanese who angled like this didn't need a reel. This was done in small mountain streams where a long cast was not required, but a long rod was developed to get a reach out and over the water, not only to reduce drag, but to get the fly out and to cast it with some sort of line or traditional maybe braided hair, whatever. Daniel Gallardo, who owns Tenkara USA, spent some time in Japan and he saw this great method of fly fishing and decided, hey, this is uh, maybe something missing from the States. It's a niche that he brought back and has made it in the forefront of fly fishing buzz. If you don't know about Tenkara and this is your first time, I'd be very surprised. It's the biggest, uh, how should I say, the biggest movement, the biggest buzz it is driving fly fishing it's the biggest thing to happen to fly fishing in the past several years you could say sure sonic seam waders and sling packs and different types of rubber studded shoes but that's more of gear you can go without having all those but you need a rod and this is a simple form of fly fishing where you don't need a whole bunch of accoutrements and you're going to hear that we're going to do an interview replay with daniel in a moment You've probably seen ads in fly fishing magazines and read articles in the magazines. John Gyrak, if I'm saying his name right, I don't know. I've been reading his book since I was 16. Still can't pronounce his name. He wrote an article last year in Fly Rod and Reel magazine, and that should hopefully have been read by you. And like I said, Tenkara is blowing up these days. Orvis now carries Tenkara rods, lines, flies, and little add-ons. And Temple Fork Outfitters has their own version at dealers, but not sold on their website. So if you're looking for a TFO model, you're going to have to go through a dealer. We're not quite sure why it's not on their website yet as of the time I'm recording this, but who knows. Let me start off now with misconceptions about Tenkara, and then we'll do the interview, and then I'll talk about myself and how I got into Tenkara. Misconceptions with Tenkara. People think it is cane pole fishing, that you're going out with a long stick and line and just dragging a fly across the water. People think it is dapping a fly where you take that long stick and line and just drag a little bug across the surface until a fish bites it. That's not true. People also think that you cannot catch big fish on Tenkara. That is a mistake also. You can pause this right now and Google Tenkara and the word steelhead, and you will see a video of a guy catching a 
rather large steelhead on Tinkara. And the piece de resistance. This is from a local Mid-Atlantic message board. And the guy has a pseudonym. He likes to call me out as a snagger. He likes to say my clients snag fish and that I make a living off of taking people out to snag fish in the Potomac. He likes to exaggerate, make things up, whatever, saying that in the year 2011, my client snagged a whole bunch of snakeheads when in fact, we never even hooked a snakehead until this year per the last podcast. So he wrote this on a Tenkara forum, uh, local forum, Tenkara was the topic. Why don't we all just take 14 foot spay rods to brook trout waters? It still sounds like dapping to me. I do know of some tiny water with some huge fish. Spring creeks, for instance, and small steelhead waters. Probably wouldn't want to try it there. I see the advantage, but the disadvantage is all part of the fly fishing. Mastering and overcoming obstacles, eddies, boulders, current. It's all part of the game we like to play. So that's a little bit of misconceptions in Tenkara. What we're going to do now is have producer Jason do a little magic. He's now going to insert the audio from when he and myself interviewed Daniel, the owner of Tenkara USA, last year at the Somerset Show. And I got into the whole Tenkara thing based on this interview. So let's listen to that now. Jason, take it away. All right, we're here with Daniel Gallardo from Tenkara USA. Daniel, tell us about your product. And how do we pronounce your last name, and where are you from? Sure, uh, last name is Gallardo. I'm uh, originally from Brazil. I live in California right now. Uh, I got a Spanish last name with a Portuguese spelling, so it's kind of confusing to people. Uh, and I'm the founder of Tenkara USA, the first person, the first company to introduce the Japanese method of fly fishing outside of Japan. And the Japanese method of fly fishing, as you know, is that mountain stream type of fishing where you only use a rod, line, and fly. Just the basic components of fly fishing. And very simple. You know, easy way to get people into the sport. And also a really easy way to just enjoy the activity of fly fishing, which is a very simple activity anyways. Can you tell us about the rod, how it telescopes out and it's just one little handle that you walk around with and they can extend it? Sure. Uh, yeah, a lot of people think when I'm coming out of the stream at the end of the day that I have a broken rod in my hand. Uh, the concept of a telescopic rod is nothing new. Uh, it's a matter of fact, it's used all over the world, really. Uh, where I grew up in Brazil, I was using telescopic rods as a kid. Um, you know, in Japan, they use like they have 12, 15 different types of telescopic rods that are specifically used for different types of fishing. So Tenkara rods are telescopic, line attaches to the tip of the rod, but the main difference between Tenkara rods and other telescopic rods is that they're made for casting. So it's a type of fly fishing. You have to be casting all day long. You don't want to be too tired. So you have to have a rod that is designed to cast a light line and to be comfortable with your hands. Uh, That's what they are. Is there an ideal client like mountain streams versus open waters, lakes, ponds? What is this rod ideal for? Who would you sort of suggest this rod be purchased by? You know, it's really ideal for mountain streams. That's uh, that's where you see the biggest advantage of the rods. You know, using a long rod, your line is entirely off the water. There's no drag whatsoever. You know, you're not trying to punch 100 feet of cast as you would in a lake, maybe. Um, That's where you can see the biggest advantage. You know, fish, you're not targeting big steelhead. You're targeting mountain trout. That's ideal for, for it. 
but a lot of people do use it for panfish, you know, in lakes, uh, out of flow tubes, and people do all kinds of things with it. Uh, you know, I always like to say there's Tenkara the tool, where you can use the simplicity of it, just the rod, line, and fly. And then there's Tenkara the method, where there's a whole techniques about it, you know, where it's ideal for, you know, where the techniques developed, which was in the mountain streams of Japan. Um, but again, it can be used for just about anything I've seen so far. And where can we find you on the internet? I know you're on some of the social forums like LinkedIn. You're on Twitter. Where can our listeners find you? Yeah, well, our main web presence is uh, TenkaraUSA.com, uh, T-E-N-K-A-R-A. You can always look up Japanese fly fishing, and we're going to be the first ones on Google there. Uh, and we are definitely on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, we try to keep you know in touch with our clients, develop a passionate community. We got a good forum, um, so we're we're easy to find. I think. Excellent. And we're back. All right. So we listened to that interview. We learned misconceptions. What Daniel did in that interview was take out the Tenkara rod, and he put it under his armpit, and he fashioned the line with his little loop connector to the tip, and he section by section undid this telescoping rod until it was 12 or 13 feet long and with that line he showed me that you can cast this line 30 feet if you have leader on it you can do 40 feet that it is not dapping and from that moment on i was a converted tenkara fisherman and i really wanted to get into it i wasn't sure but then one of the guys i fished with dalton he bought one from daniel and i was like well i got to get myself one now too so I came back and I pulled up some funds and convinced my wife I needed this rod for our upcoming trip to Australia because it would fit in my backpack. It was very travel friendly. And she's like, all right, you can go ahead and buy one. So I bought one and that was in February of 2012. And it's now the end of August 2012 and I'm still fishing it happily. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Bringing this all back to how I got into Tenkara, it has to do with how I got into fly fishing. The first time I saw somebody fly fishing, it was across the street from here on Lake Audubon, where I grew up, my home dock, where I was tonight, and this pontoon boat comes around and there's a guy fly fishing. I didn't really notice the reel, the line going through the guides. I just saw the longer rod and the line moving with the leader and a popper, and he was catching bass and bluegill. I was like, all right, that looks pretty cool. It's different than what I'm doing spin fishing. So I went home and grabbed my grandfather's spin fly combo it's the kind of long cork handle that you can slide the rings up and down to put a fly rod or spinning rod on and i took off my spinning line and cut about 15 feet off and tied that to the tip of the rod and tied on a popper went down to the dock and was casting and catching fish like that's pretty cool this must have been 1987 so i was probably 10 or 11 years old and I kind of just put it away. It, it wasn't, you know, anything big. I was catching bigger fish with purple worms on my spinning rod out of my canoe as I got older. And then about, ooh, let's say, two years ago, I started seeing ads for Tenkara USA in the fly fishing magazines. I read Fly Rod and Reel, Fly Fish America, American Angler, and Fly Fisherman, and Angling Trade. 
And I'm seeing this ad. It says Streamline Fly Fishing. And I was like, okay, that looks pretty cool. I don't really know too much about it. It's a picture of a guy with a, a long rod over some cool mountain water. And there's a, a little green letter T for the logo and this funky little hand net. It's like, all right, it looks interesting. And I was like, all right, it's some kind of telescoping fly rod, whatever. And then we go to Oahu and I'm in Waikiki down at the Prince statue. And there's a guy with a plastic telescoping 12 foot pole. Each piece is four feet long and he's got line tied to the end and he's dapping the water and dragging some white bread through when he's catching dinner. It's like, that's pretty cool. That's kind of like Tenkara. So I said, where'd you get that? He's like, bike shop, bro. I was like, bike shop? He's like, yeah, bike shop, Waikiki. So I eventually got a hold of the bike shop and got directions. And I went there and I bought this wonder pole. It's made in China. It's four feet long and I guess, no, three feet long and then four sections. Whatever it is, it equals 12 feet. And I'm walking through the airport. I got this, like, three-foot cane. I'm like a pimp, like, walking, like, check it out. I got a knockoff Tenkara rod. Look at me. And I get home, and I show it to friends. I never really use it. The idea was take it down to, like, the tidal basin or take it down and fish four-mile run in the winter with it. And it just kind of sat there. Never really do anything. That's the... Fall, winter of 2010. In 2011, I go to the NCCTU, National Capital Chapter, Trout Unlimited show. And I'm there and I see the Mossy Creek brothers, Colby and Brian Tro, have a display set up for Tenkara USA. And Tom Sadler's there. I follow him on Twitter, Tenkara Guide or at Tom Sadler. And it's a display. It looks like five lightsabers with cork handles. I'm like, that's pretty neat. They're, um, they're pretty tiny. And I was like, all right, that's pretty cool, man. There's a bunch of different ones. I'm going to go back and look at them online. But I didn't see anybody casting one at the show. I didn't see any demos. I just saw them in their compact form. Skip ahead one year to the 2012 show. And I'm following Daniel Gallardo now at Tenkara USA on Twitter. And I see that he posts a picture of their display like the night before I get there. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I can see their display. I'm going to go find them. If I'm going to do a podcast at the show, I really want to get 10 car USA and find out what the buzz is. And I read the article in fly rod and reel and, and I saw the display, but I don't know much about it. And it looks pretty cool. I mean, he's, he's getting big enough now that he's at the show. So as you heard, I went to the show and interviewed Daniel and wanted to get into it. So I got the rod, I guess, like I said, in February of 2012, for my trip to Australia. I went in March, end of February, early March to Colorado. I drove out there and I brought my Tenkara rod. I was like, hey, I'm going to fish the tailwaters with this. So what I started to do was not fish it conventionally. And this is going to sort of maybe convince you that where you live, you don't need it to fish mountain streams. I live in uh, the tidal section of Virginia where we don't have trout. I'm not really a trout fisherman anymore. I got trout bum on my license plate holder. I don't fish for trout anymore. This is one time I get a fish for trout is in Colorado. And I get out there and I'm like, okay, I don't have traditional 10 car flies, but I've got some mycid shrimps and eggs and some little beadhead pheasant tails. And I put on like two flies, you know, some droppers and start swinging it through the blue river, which is, I consider half of my home waters because I'm out there enough. I used to actually live half time uh, when I worked out in Colorado, right in the parking lot there. I would just sleep and get up, fish before work, fish after work. And I can see some fish in there, but I'm not catching anything. But I'm having, I kid you not, the time of my life. 
I am drifting nymphs. I am mending line. I'm roll casting. All the things you can do with Tenkara that are misconceptions to everyone else. So hopefully now I'm telling you that you can mend line. You can do everything you want to do with Tenkara that you can do with a normal fly rod except double haul. I'm getting this line to go around rocks, behind rocks, through eddies. I'm puddle casting. I'm doing all these different casts and the fishes aren't eating. It's crystal clear water and they see more flies than, than water there. And they just weren't convinced mine were naturals enough to eat. So I hang out my hat for the night, go back up to Breck, you know, eat dinner. And then two days later, I decided to drive to 11 mile Canyon. I get out there. It's bitterly cold. And you've already heard this on the Colorado podcast I did. I'm, I've got better uh, breathing now because I'm at sea level. Whereas up there, I was at 10,000 feet. And I couldn't breathe when I was doing the podcast. And I get out there and there's guys, uh, you know, with long rods and nine foot eight weights, um, nine foot five weights, I should say. And they're drifting nymphs and holes. One guy pulls out a huge cutthroat. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to fish my Tenkara here today. Why not? I've, I've fished this stream for years now, for six or seven years. I want to fish it a little differently. I'll go downstream and fish the canyon later with some streamers if uh, it doesn't work out. So I get out, and um, I'm not conventional, like I said. I take some four- or six-pound monofilament, tie that on as a leader, and then tie on two midges, size 20 and 22, with a strike indicator, a little thing of a bobber. And I start drifting over these rising fish, and before I know it, I start hooking in to browns and rainbows, 8 to 12 inches long. And I lose maybe five or six fish before I actually land one. And that happens all afternoon. I probably landed a dozen fish. So a dozen fish and with five missed fish each, I probably hooked like 60 or 70 fish in a couple hours. It was incredible. I was having so much fun. You can reach forward. You can lift the rod parallel to the water, different angles to get the line to dance differently over the water. You can hold it really high and just have the tippet swing through and have no drag, a perfect drift. And I'm hooking fish and I'm looking up at the guys. I'm like, man, this Japanese fly rod stuff works. He's like, what is that? I'm like, oh man, it's Tenkara. I wave him over. I'm like, you know, you can go to pretty much any fly shop now and, and find a dealer or find somebody, go to their website. You've got to buy this, man. I've not had this much fun fly fishing in years. Like since I was 11 years old, my dad was taking me out to the Shenandoah mountains with my eight and a half foot five weight and drifting these random flies and catching brook trout. It was the most fun I've had in a long time. I had so much fun tonight. I just went down there with a squirmy wormy and a Mr. Bob's lucky day popper. And I'm hooking largemouth and bluegill left and right by the dock. It was a hoot, man. It was a good time. And I came back from Colorado convinced that this is just a phenomenal way of fly fishing. It's it's different. It's simple and fun. And some of the things I learned from that plus from Daniel is it's the simple way of fly fishing. There's no reel. There's no vest. There's no extra gear. You don't need a whole bunch of stuff. The line is short and you can cast it as far as that line will go plus extra leader. For flies, traditionalists only will carry one pattern and they'll carry like five or six of them. You go on Tenkara and I'm just going to go to Twitter right now and type in who I'm following for Tenkara. And these people are going to post pictures all the time of the flies they're, they're tying. And they're very beautiful. They're very basic, but apparently they work. Tenkara on Twitter. Let's see. Tenkara USA. Um, 
Doug Hall, Jason Class, Tom Sadler. Who else am I following? Michael Agnita. And I think there's, is it Tenkara Ashley? Project Healing Waters has one about it here. So there's a whole bunch of people out there. The information's easy to find. Uh, Daniel was just in um, Japan today right now, and he's tweeting pictures of fly shoppers learning about the telescoping rod. And like I said, it telescopes. It's like an old cordless phone antenna. It's about a 14 to 15 inches long, and it telescopes out. It's so short, in fact, when it's packed down, that A, today, when I was walking around with the baby in the stroller to the lake, it was in my back pocket. And the tippet and line are wrapped around a little plastic spool that goes over the line or goes over the rod. So you're kind of putting, it's kind of dirty. You're taking the rod and sticking it through the hole on the the line spool. And that was in my back pocket when I went down to the lake. When I was in Colorado in Australia, it went in the little um, sleeve in my day pack where you're supposed to put poles for an avalanche. When someone goes in and you've got to like, put poles in the snow to find the body. It fits in that, in my day pack. Sometimes when I'm fishing, I will put it inside my waders between my knee and my boot and it'll be snugly fit there. And then I can just take my fly rod, stick it in my Patagonia elastic wader belt and then take out my 10 car rod and fish that it's brilliant. I've also taken it out in Virginia. Besides the bluegill and bass today, I've caught river herring, which are uh, blueback herring and alewives. I've caught white perch. Uh, what else have I caught? Yeah, that's about it. So about four or five species, warm water. And I've got a client next weekend who wants to learn to fish tenkara. I've had clients who say, you know, I'm a backpacker. Um, I don't really want to carry a whole bunch of gear. Man, there's a huge cage you did outside right now. I love the sound of Reston in the summer. You got to email my wife and tell her, we got to move back to Reston. Annandale sucks. Um, so I tell my clients, if you're the backpacking person who is going to go up there with a limited amount of gear and you don't want all that weight and you don't want to spend a whole lot of money, get a Tenkara rod. It's small. It's about 150 bucks for everything. And you can go up in the mountains and fish that rod and catch all the trout you want. Like I said, you can catch steelhead on this rod. That pretty much covers all I wanted to say. Um, this was kind of a hodgepodge. I just threw it together. It's been on my mind for months. But I really want to tell you that it's not dapping. You can cast these rods. They're packable. It's very inexpensive. And it is loads of fun. If I didn't convince you and Daniel didn't convince you in that bit, go on iTunes, listen to the Wooly Bugger podcast. Those guys did an interview with Daniel. And there's also a Tenkara podcast with Tom Rosenbauer for the Fly Fishing Orvis podcast. I'm so behind on my Orvis podcast. Hopefully, I'll get to listen to them in a couple uh, weeks when I get to go steelhead fishing. So for now, that's what I got to tell you. I want to hear from you. If you go out and you get a 10 car rod or you're fishing one, I want to hear success stories. Send me pictures. We'll do a blog post about it. Um, I'll give you shout outs, whatever. And hopefully uh, maybe even um, they'll start carrying them on pro guide direct through Orvis. And I can maybe get you some discounts if that pans out. Last thing I wanted to say is that um, I should patent the word 11 Cara. You heard it first. The next company that comes out after TFO and Orvis carrying them, which is Tenkara USA, they're going to call it 11 Cara because it's like the next one up. So that's it for this podcast. Um, I totally forgot to mention that Daniel 
at the Somerset show, had a conversation with Lefty Cray about TFO picking up the whole Tenkara thing, and Lefty said it was a fad, which is kind of a huge thing because now TFO is carrying them. So that was a little bit of controversy. We mentioned that, I believe, in the interview. So without further ado, I'm going to let Jason take this away. Jason, um, how are the plans going for steelhead fishing? You in on the trip? We're leaving the 25th of October. Let me know, and um, next podcast will be about fly fishing the tidal basin here in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. Thanks for downloading. Any questions, visit my website, www.robsnowwhite.com. And remember, there's only one W in Snow White. Thank you for joining us for the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. For more information or to contact Rob, visit www.robsnowwhite.com.